the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, that's right. You're listening to Christopher Cross. Can you believe it? Yeah. I actually listen to Christopher Cross once in a while. And a good evening to you, or a good morning, or good afternoon, wherever you're listening to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Can you believe we're into the football season already? It is the middle of September. The NFL is back for those of you who still actually watch football. And, of course, in a lot of places there were no fans um, you had to uh, deal with empty stadiums. Uh, not a good situation, but we still have beer. We still have small business. We still have a lot of things going on here, and I hope you've had yourself uh, a great week, even though for many it was a short week uh, to the, for the work week because Labor Day was last week. We do have a great show for you tonight. We're going to have a lot of news, a lot of notes to get to. No guests this evening uh, because there has been so much stuff going on. I wanted to try and catch up on a lot of different things going on in the beer world. And, you, of course, you can follow me at Al Gattulo on Twitter, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com or on iTunes. Uh, just uh, do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. Alexa Ready as well, radio.com, iHeartRadio, and, of course, the Hopped Up Network. Monday mornings before 6 a.m. you can listen to the program, the podcast version of it. Uh, at your leisure and with no ads. Even better. I know the advertisers pay for the program, but uh, we've had some uh, issues here at Salem, and we've been po- I've been posting the podcast without ads, uh, piecing them together because I uh, can't get into one of our systems that uh, you know we pull the shows off of. So for now, enjoy the no advertisements. Let's put it that way. Uh, so again, like I said, no guests tonight. We're just trying to catch up on all the news that is out there. And why Christopher Cross to open up the program? Well, Christopher Cross, um, little did I know that he had a Facebook page. I I should know this because, you know, obviously he's an artist and all of these uh, artists, uh, you know, have social media, whatever. Apparently, um, you know, he makes banana bread and I'm a big fan of banana bread. And I saw it and I saw the I posted it and tagged a friend of mine who's a big Christopher Cross fan. And I just decided to open up the program this week with Christopher Cross. So there, deal with it. All right. (laughs) Sometimes you just, you know, there's no explanation for why things get done. They just get done and. You know, you deal with the music selection as it is. Now, um, the people who own the nation's small businesses seem to feel pretty good about the future. Now, again, this is small businesses. This is not just beer. The Small Business Optimism Index for August slightly above its 46-year average. However, the Uncertainty Index increased to its second highest reading of the past three years. The National Federation of Independent Business conducts the monthly survey. The The group's chief economist says... There are areas of improvement as small businesses work hard to recover from shutdowns and effects of the coronavirus pandemic. We're seeing that in a lot of places where businesses are starting to improve. Now, is it great for everybody? And uh, I'm specifically talking about the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, 
Um, no, it's not. Um, obviously, indoor dining is still not open in New York. Uh, as of uh, taping the show this past uh, this past week, businesses are suing Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio saying they must be allowed to reopen. I don't disagree with them, especially when you look at it from this point of view. New Jersey opened up their indoor dining over a week ago. I did not engage in indoor dining, but I did engage in indoor drinking. I was over at Wet Ticket uh, to visit uh, one of the owners, Tim Pewitt, and uh, had a couple of beers with him and just, uh, you know, some conversation. And it wasn't that bad. Now, however, the transmission rate has ticked up in New Jersey from the Friday before last until just uh, Labor Day, right? And they said it was above a one, which means that every time it's above a one, that means one person that gets infected is passing it along to at least one other person. In New York, the transmission rate for the state, and I'm assuming this includes the city, was below a one for a month straight. Now, why is it that those businesses in New York City can't open? Why is it that I have to travel to Long Island or New Jersey or Westchester to get a meal if I live in the five boroughs, but I'm not allowed to have a meal inside anywhere in New York City? You want to tell me that New York City is densely populated? Understood. You want to tell me that it may not be a great idea to safely reopen in certain areas? Understood. But you want to tell me that you don't have enough people to handle this, to make inspections, to take care of business? Well, you need to make that a priority because these businesses are going out of business. And if they go out of business, a lot of them are not going to return. And that's a problem. And if you live in Staten Island or if you live in Queens or if you live in the Bronx and you can take that ride into Westchester or Long Island or New Jersey... You're going to do that. And if the transmission rate is below a one for over a month now, where's the spread? How's, how, how are you spreading this virus? So the politicians now have some explaining to do as to why it's not okay in New York City, but elsewhere it's okay. And I've been beating the drum on this one for a while, folks. You need to give me an explanation as to why that that can't happen. And we'll get into the beer stuff. In our next segment, I visited a couple of places, and I will talk about you know my experiences in each uh, over the uh, over uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, there's now a wait list for the next batch of Dog Brew. Apparently, Anheuser Busch sold out of the first batch within three days. The beer specifically for dogs, but doesn't have any hops or alcohol. The company says it's just a fun way for pet owners to kick back and enjoy a cold one with their furry friend. The new Dog Brew comes in four packs, and for every case sold. Bush will donate a dollar to Best Friends Animal Society. So that's pretty cool. Um, the folks from AmericanCraftBeer.com did a study. Uh, basically, it was a clickbait uh, article. Google naming the most popular beer in each state. And I thought it was surprising. Um, uh, this was Yahoo Life did the, uh, did the search. And the data was pulled between April 30th, 2018 and April 29th, 2019 to reflect the popularity of the beers over the last year on Google. So... I was coming into this thinking that the reason why the most popular beers in New York and New Jersey were for one reason, but it turns out it's probably not. So in New York and New Jersey, the most popular beers are Corona beers. And I said to myself, I'm like, Corona? Maybe they were typing in coronavirus and Google misunderstood them, which is possible. In Connecticut, it's Guinness. In Pennsylvania, um, obviously nearby, Evil Genius beer, which makes sense. Evil Genius is made in Pennsylvania. But I was shocked. Corona is the most popular beer in New York and New Jersey. I find that a little hard to believe. Um, Firestone Walker is very popular in a number of states. Uh, Arizona. Um, they did not have California here, which is surprising. 
Where else? Uh, where else did I see Firestone Walker? New Mexico, apparently, uh, it's very popular. Um, so a number of different places, but a lot of these were generic. Be- Yingling, um, Massachusetts had Springdale. All right, I can get that one. Indiana was Yingling. Illinois was Blue Moon. Uh, Hawaii was Aloha Beer. All right, I, some of these things I can understand, uh, but some of them I, I simply can't. I won't click on the article. Uh, I'm, there's no way I'm falling for the clickbait, but uh, it was just interesting that New York and New Jersey, that Corona was the most popular beer. I find that hard to believe. Um, Untied Brewing is doing a comedy event that is taking place Monday, September 14th, and it is uh, the New Jersey Veterans Network Night of Com- uh, Comedy. It's being sponsored by Untied Brewing. Uh, this is taking place Monday, September 14th. Uh, it starts at uh, doors open at 6. I believe it starts at... 7 or 7.30. Mike Marino, of course, great comedian uh, in New Jersey, will be uh, the headliner. And um, State Minority uh, Assembly Leader John Bramnick will also be uh, dishing out the comedy as well. Uh, as you know, the Assemblyman has proclaimed himself as the funniest lawyer uh, in New Jersey. And uh, he is he's very good at telling jokes. Got a very dry sense of humor. The Assemblyman does a great job. Of course, he does a radio show here uh, on AM 970, The Answer, on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock. Uh, so you definitely want to tune in for that. Uh, but this is taking place at Untied Brewing over in New Providence, New Jersey. Uh, you can uh, go to their website, uh, which is untiedbrewingco.com, uh, to purchase tickets. Uh, a great event. And uh, I talked with uh, Matt Green uh, last week uh, when I was over there on Labor Day uh, for some beers. I'll get into that conversation in our next break uh, to tell you what went on there. But if you want to check out some comedy on a Monday night, uh, September 14th, that would be tomorrow uh, you can head over to Untied Brewing. I believe the event starts at either 7 or 7.30 p.m. and the doors open at 6. And, of course, you can go inside now to uh, to have some beers. Finally, the iconic Monmouth County duo of Jay and Silent Bob, Jason Muse and Kevin Smith, respectively, uh, are, having, uh, are, are getting their own beer made, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash IPA. It's a hazy 6.5% ABV India Pale Ale. Uh, this is being produced by Red Tank Brewing. On Monmouth Street in Red Bank, it's being rolled. The beer being rolled out uh, later this month, September 18th to the 25th. Apparently, uh, Kevin Smith is having a Movies pop-up fast food restaurant taking over Gianni's Pizzeria on Wyckoff Place, uh, September 18th through the 25th. The beer will be available for twenty dollars in four packs of 16 ounce cans, dropping uh, starting September 18th. It is currently available for pre-order via Red Tank Brewing's uh, Square site. It's a New England-style IPA dry hop with cashmere mosaic and citra hops, notes of pineapple, melon, and stone fruit. Uh, of course, they are doing the Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. Um, this will be, let's see, uh, Smith will be at Movies on opening day, hopes to present a drive-in movie screening during the week. For more information, moviespopup.com. Of course, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash comic book shop is located on Broad Street in Red Bank. They're also going to operate a satellite store uh, at movies as well. So that's cool. So uh, Jay and Silent Bob having their own beer produced by uh, a Red Bank uh, brewer, Red Tank Brewing, which is uh, pretty cool if you uh, if you enjoy such things. I don't know if I'm going to go out and get that, but hey, you never know. If uh, somebody has a can, they want to uh, pass it along to me, I'd be happy to trade uh, something in my stash uh, for that beer. I would love to do that. Now, when we come back after a short break, uh, more news and notes from around the beer world, including my trip to a couple of Jersey breweries over the Labor Day weekend, and let you know how things were uh, inside and out. Right after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hello. 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. You don't forget iTunes. You can just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the show on that platform as well. Google Play is kind of going away, so I don't know what's going to happen there. I have to figure out the podcast situation. Uh, from the Google standpoint, Alexa Ready 2, we're on Radio.com, iHeartRadio as well as the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com uh, and you can listen to the podcast version of this particular program, usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m. we got no guests tonight, a lot of beer news to get to. A little bit later on in our third segment, we're going to talk about Samuel Adams and about how Jim Cook, um, the success that uh, Boston Beer has had, not not only with their beer, uh, but with their seltzers as well. And they have a new beer coming out next year that is quite interesting. That's what we call a tease in the business. So you'll have to stick around for the following segment to hear about that. However, the big news that we found out um, you know, later in the week here, as you, you have to understand, folks, I do tape this show during the week, so I tape different segments at different times. Uh, the first segment was taped uh, early in the week. This next segment was taped later in the week. And what's, what happens after we were complaining about how New York City can't open up for indoor dining? Well, lo and behold, on Wednesday of this past week, Governor Cuomo announced indoor dining can commence at 25% capacity in New, York, in New York City with restrictions beginning September 30th. So he announced it this week, but it's still three weeks away. The governor added, restaurants will conduct temperature checks for indoor service. One member of each dining party will be required to leave contact information for contact tracing, Further, he said there will be no bar service at restaurants. Tables must be six feet apart. Customers must wear masks at all times until they are seated. Closing time is at midnight. And the New York City Hospitality Alliance, who, again, um, you know, their group was really, Andrew Riggi was really pushing uh, for these restaurants to reopen. What a great job that Andrew did with the New York City Hospitality Alliance. Um, he, the, the quote from them is this. The New York City restaurant industry has been financially devastated by the COVID-19 pandemic, and a safe return to indoor dining is critical to help save these vital small businesses and jobs. We're thankful to Governor Cuomo for announcing a return to indoor dining with a blueprint for future expansion. Restaurants are essential to New York's economy and social fabric, and indoor dining is a key component to the industry's recovery. So a couple things here. Yes, we need to get these restaurants open, and we need to get people uh, in businesses, you know, to get some semi-balance of normal, right? 25% is a low number. I understand that. And I understand that these businesses, some of them are not going to even reopen, even at 25% capacity, because it's just not going to be enough for them. Um, the interesting part of the governor's restrictions here is the fact that one member of each dining party will be required to leave contact information for contact tracing. That's not the case in New Jersey. It's certainly not the case in Connecticut, and it's not anywhere in the outer, you know, in the um, in the outer areas of New York City. Not that I'm aware of in Long Island and Westchester. Why is it relevant here in New York City as opposed to elsewhere? Is it because of the denser population? That could be it. Um, the reason why they're delaying it three weeks, they need to hire inspectors to make sure that these restaurants are complying with the regulations. I understand that. You got a city of you know, you know. Eight, nine million people in Manhattan. I get it. I understand that. But the contact thing, I wonder how many people are going to be willing. You know, one person in the party is going to be designated as the person to give their number over. And will they actually answer the phone if something does happen? That's the bigger question. 
So we'll see what happens there. Now, is 25% going to get these people back into shape? No, it's not. It's a start, though. The governor said by November 1st they may be able to go up to 50% capacity. We shall see. Again, there needs to be relief for these businesses in terms of their rents to their landlords. The landlords need some relief to the banks. All these things have to be taken care of. They've got to be taken care of. But this is a start. Kudos to them. Uh, a couple of different beers that are gonna that are out or going to be coming out. Firestone Walker's Barrel Works, an exciting new collaboration it did with Sante Andreas Rustic Ales. Uh, co-founders Adair Paterno and Tim Clifford have created one of the nation's most notable wild beer programs at their brewery in Capitola, California. Firestone Walker's Big Mood, it's an 8.1% ABV wild ale crafted with Sante Adair's uh, special yeast, 2,000 pounds of uh, Beanheim apricots aged for six months and then blended with several special selection of barrel-aged wine hybrids. Um, this wine hybrid side of the beer, really dry, refined in flavor. That's uh, by Barrel Works master blender Jim Crooks, who actually follows me on Instagram. It's reminiscent of an apricot mimosa. It's one of the most delicious and flamboyant beers we've ever made. So kudos to the folks at Firestone Walker. I have to check that out. Uh, back on September 5th, Dogfish Head released something worthy in four packs of 16-ounce cans, an exercise in balance that is bursting with intense hop aromas and flavors. Dogfish Head's Walking Run Pale Ale, it's a 5.6% ABV, English-inspired, main-style pale ale. Uh, that's an interesting one. I would have to, I'm going to have to give that one a try. Sounds uh, a little different from the, uh, the beers that I've had. Founders released Michigan Monster, but only in Michigan. So this is Founders Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout, uh, a massive 12.5% ABV stout, rich, roasty character, warm vanilla notes. Dave Engber says it's no secret we love experimenting with barrel-aged beer over the years. Our fans have asked, even begged us, to please put our classic Imperial Stout in a bourbon barrel. They made it happen last year with a Taproom Mothership Series release. It was such a hit, we decided to bring it back this time just for our Michigan fans to enjoy. I believe I had that, and I, I think I did. Uh, enjoy that a lot. So uh, kudos to founders. And again, you can only get that in Michigan. And then finally, I wanted to give you a little taste of uh, indoor dining opened up uh, on Friday, September 4th. Indoor dining returned to New Jersey at 25% capacity. Now, my wife and I decided not to do indoor dining at our favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table. It's too nice out right now. So we sat outside and we had dinner out there. And truth be told, both of us felt um, we were a little... Um, uncomfortable with going inside right now. But our place, Paragon Tap and Table, they did have a few people inside uh, eating at tables, which is great, and we encourage that. But we're going to wait a couple of weeks. I I haven't gone even back to the gym yet. I'd like to go, but I'm waiting, um, you know, for a little bit to to see what happens. I want to see if there's going to be a spike. That's that's the honest assessment for me. Uh, First stop, though, I made, I did go and uh, go to a couple breweries indoors, first on Friday, September the 4th. So the first stop that I made was over at Wet Ticket, which happens to be five minutes from my house. Had a great conversation with Tim, Brew- uh, Tim Pewitt, who is one of the co-owners and brewmaster. Uh, Hop died in their Pilsner I had. It was great. I'm just really happy to be able to sit down and have a conversation with a few people, uh, drink some beers. Uh, chatted with Tim's friend, uh, who's also named Tim. Uh, gave me a great recipe for uh, barbecue with uh, one of Wet Ticket's beers, which is uh, pretty awesome. I have to give that to my buddy Mark. He will definitely enjoy that in his smoker. But anyway, good news for those that go to a ticket. They are hoping uh, in the next few weeks to get their Hefeweizen in tanks, which I love, is one of my favorite beers to drink over there. So hopefully that gets into the tanks, and in a few weeks they will have that out just in time for uh, the late fall. But 
that's a good thing. Their uh, pumpkin ale is out right now, uh, which you can get in limited cans. Um, tables were definitely social distance in their small place. Four tables in their main room, uh, uh, you know, as far apart as they could space them. They had a couple of smaller tables uh, in the um, in the brewery, and then they had one table uh, in the back of their brewing facility, which they used to have two big long tables there. They cut it down to one table. Now they're still doing outdoor service in the back of the building, but they're limited to later in the day because of space. And the sun. The sun really hits back there, and it's a little too hot. They don't really have umbrellas up there. Again, you have to remember, some fo- some of these breweries were scrambling to get this stuff done and weren't you know, either ready for it or didn't want to take the expense on it. I get that. Um, then I headed over, which you know, I was glad to get over to Wet Ticket and uh, support one of my local businesses. Then on Labor Day, my, I went to uh, Untied Brewing. Uh, that took place on Labor Day with my wife. I uh, was stopping by to pick up beers. Uh, to take home, but decided to stop uh, and grab a beer, and I'm glad I did. Uh, talked with Mac Green, who owns the brewery. He was telling me about the, you know, listen, he's having some some issues, as all these breweries are. Uh, and the bigger issue that they're they're having um, is staffing. So it's him and his brewer uh, basically running the operation. Um, you know, I don't know if they had to lay off their beer tenders or if they just decided not to come back. So he's looking for people to work. So if you uh, are looking for a job, you should definitely look them up. I know Bolero's looking for people. Um, not only is Untied, there are a number of places that are looking for uh, people to work in the brewery. Uh, they are doing indoor service Untied. I noticed one couple that went in there. We sat outside, my wife and I. It was, a ni- again, a nice day. We sat under the shade. They have an expanded beer garden. Some of the areas are not shaded, um, and they're very much exposed to the sun. So if you want to bring your lawn chairs and an umbrella to protect you from the sun, you should definitely do that. But it was nice to see, um, you know, uh, just having the chat with Matt. And, uh, and you know, again, you know, you're a small business. You're trying to survive, and you, you're having to do it under the most trying conditions. So for a place like Untied that's only really been open a little over a year, um, sometimes it's difficult. And, you know, Untied is kind of off the beaten path. They're in an industrial park. They're a ways from, you know, food, but food can be delivered there. Uh, but uh, nice convenient space. And, you know, Matt was telling me they have people in, in a couple of the communities that are surrounding them that come and walk over and enjoy a beer every once in a while. But you, they're really trying to get that business to come inside again. And, you know, when you're you're basically a two-man operation. It's tough. So you've got to support these local breweries. And if you're looking for a job, Untied's looking for people. Bolero's looking for people in New Jersey. A few people you know, are looking for people. So definitely uh, you want to get out there and maybe check that out and maybe get a little extra cash in your pocket uh, you know, to help you out uh, through these tough times. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news, including some stuff from Stone. Uh, we're going to have some stuff from Sam Adams as well and a few other things. Coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, want to follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. 
via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and uh, Google Play, which is actually going away. Uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. iHeartRadio, radio.com, and the Hopped Up Network. Just check out the hoppedupnetwork.com Monday mornings before 6 a.m., and you will get to listen to the podcast version of this program. Uh, whenever you feel like it, you can download it and listen to it at your leisure. Now, there's no guest tonight on the program. That's why we're doing a third segment of news and notes, and let's dive right into it. So, Stone Brewing, uh, for more than 24 years, uh, their gargoyle has stood as a symbol of protection against the evil spirits of modern-day beer. It's inspiring, has inspired beer drinkers and artists alike. So, a few months ago, Stone put out a call to... Our artistically inclined fans to share their interpretation of the gargoyle with us. And they got an incredible response out of it. They received submissions from professional designers to amateurs who sketch in their free time. And uh, after direct creative collaboration with their co founder, Greg Cook, they have uh, unveiled the Stone IPA guest art series. So each can is the result of a passionate Stone fan that either inspired them with their artwork. Previously, these cans could only be found at random inside individual packs of Stone IPA, and now they're making a few of these rare pieces of Stone history available to the general public. The pack includes three cans filled with Stone IPA, of course, each a different artist interpretation shipped in a special collector's box and priced in honor of Stone's IPA's birth year, 1997, which is pretty cool. So you get this cool artwork on the cans, which I know a lot of beer people like to collect, plus you get the Stone IPA in them, and don't save the beer to drink later on. You should obviously drink it now. You just head over to uh, stonebrewing.com's website uh, to order there. They ship within California. They do not ship outside of California, so uh, be aware of that. And speaking of California, uh, Firestone Walker has released, re-released Double Jack. True to its roots, the new Double Jack is the triple dry hopped after four initial hop additions in the cellar. The result, a massively hopped yet improbably balanced double IPA and an enduring throwback to the freewheeling origins of the West Coast style. Uh, enjoy bright grapefruit and tangerine American hop aromas with flavors of stone fruit and pine in this seasonal release that will not last long. Double Jack was launched in 2009. The beer was discontinued in 2016, but they are bringing back Double Jack. A lot of people have asked for it back, and so uh, Firestone Walker has decided to bring this beer back for a very limited time. It, is, uh, it made a brief return of a, as part of a limited mix pack last fall. So it's now available as a limited six-pack can release in all Firestone Walker markets. It's a 9.5% ABV, which is very cool. Samuel Adams, this is interesting. I teased this uh, earlier in the show. So um, Samuel Adams is uh, announced earlier this week. They plan to introduce Samuel Adams' Just the Haze in 2021. And this beer is going to be a non-alcoholic beer. Um this is this is very interesting because Jim Cook has said, um, you know, we would probably never brew a non-alcoholic beer. But uh, as he says in the press release, I've learned over the years never to say never. Uh, the non-alcoholic category has been both fascinating to watch and a unique brewing challenge that the Samuel Adams Brewers have taken on with pride and ingenuity. I am extremely proud to enter the non-alcoholic race, and we're ready to take it to the top. So they consulted a bunch of different breweries, including... Uh, Germany's Weinenstefaner, which is the world's oldest brewery. They started brewing beer in 1040. Now, I, I don't recall that Weinenstefaner has made an, a non-alcoholic beer, but again, I could be wrong on that, so I have to, have to double-check that. So the, uh, 
they took them two years to come up with this beer. Uh, it is, uh, they wanted uh, to use these different uh, recipes and ingredients and a proprietary uh, non-alcoholic brewing method to successfully maintain the flavor and aroma of a juicy, hazy IPA while producing very little alcohol. It is just 0.5 ABV. Um, and they say, unlike the watery mouthfeel and unfamiliar taste of many of today's non-alcoholic options, just the haze is full-bodied with a smooth finish. Savvy IPA drinkers will recognize the use of U.S. Sabro, Citro Mosaic, and Cascade Hops. The grains are two-row summer barley, white wheat, and oats purposefully selected to create a full-bodied, easy-drinking, non-alcoholic IPA. I, I am uh, I'm pretty impressed in this. Now, this beer is not coming out until early 2021. It will begin that national rollout uh, January of uh, next year. Uh, line price to Bo- Boston Lager will be available exclusively in 12-ounce cans, sold in six-packs and single cans. So you're probably talking around $10 or $11 uh, for a six-pack. Uh, this is intriguing. I would like to try it. I've tried m- many non-alcoholic beers. Some of them have missed a mark. Uh, some that off the top of my head that I can remember that I actually enjoyed. Uh, Boston, uh, not Boston, Brooklyn Brewery makes a non-alcoholic beer that's very good uh, domestically. Estrella Galathea, I've raved about their non-alcoholic beer. It is fantastic. They're zero zero. It's an excellent beer. I could drink that 15 times over. It's so good. It tastes like a beer. Got all the complexities of a beer, but it's non-alcoholic. Excellent beer. So those are two off the top of my head that I've really enjoyed. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this Sam Adams Just the Haze to make a hazy IPA that has, you know, no alcohol or very little alcohol in it. It'll be interesting to see, number one, if it's delicious and see if people are going to buy that type of beer. Because, you know, again, calorie conscious people, maybe you're going to be trying it because obviously it'll be low in calories. We'll see what happens. Also, truly, iced tea seltzer is coming in January of 2021. Interesting. So uh, we'll have to see what's going on there with that because Sam Adams' success this year uh, has been a lot because of Truly. Uh, The hard seltzers have really been a big boon uh, for a number of brewers that have made it, and you're seeing a lot of people making seltzers now, not just the national brands but local brands as well. Uh, Our good friends from Five Boroughs Brewing, they've got some uh, new beers that are out there. Pumpkin Ale, it's a 6% ABV, is now available in stores across the greater New York City area. Uh, you can also order it online for shipping throughout uh, New York State. They will not ship across the border. So, unfortunately, if you're in Jersey, you've got to go over to the brewery uh, to get it. And then uh, their Fest beer is out as well. That's a 6% ABV Fest beer. Uh, it's a light and drinkable Bavarian brew. So, uh, the good folks from Five Boroughs, a couple of uh, uh, Oktoberfest type of beers that are out right now. And that's great uh, coming from those guys. And then finally, I wanted to talk about this because. My good friend, uh, Allison Kohler, who runs a number of different events, she's running food truck events, the Just Jersey uh, Truck Festival, she's run uh, Westfield Hops, she runs the, uh, the event at the Morristown Armory, uh, Big Brew, I mean, she does a lot of stuff. She owns uh, Maris Cafe up in Denville, um, she's opening a new place as well. So she posted this on her Facebook page, and I just want people uh, to know about this. So I'm going to read this verbatim from her. She said, last Monday I spoke with Senator Bucco, her state senator in the area, on the phone for about a half an hour, expressing my concerns for both of my businesses, especially Maris and Denville. We talked about politics, the pandemic, the governor, and the story of how I came to acquire Maris. He was helpful, informative, frustrated with what was happening to so many small businesses and giving. Uh, I, left that, um, I left that phone call with such an appreciation of him and his representation of the people. He truly wanted to help save my business. He gave me a couple of leads to try and help. One of them was Governor Christie and his wife, Mary Pat, who had started a fund to help small businesses. We talked about it on the Joe Piscopo Show. We actually had the Governor and Mary Pat on 
when they were launching it. I filled out their application, made a three-minute video of myself and business, and submitted. To my surprise and delight, I received a phone call from Mary Pat Christie uh, the other day telling me I had been awarded $3,000 from their fund to help my business. We chatted for a couple of minutes, and I was truly overwhelmed with gratitude. I really wanted to bring them some of Mara's treats to mend them, but she promised to stop in when they were in town so I could thank her personally. Thank you, Senator Anthony M. Bucco, from the bottom of my heart, and thank you to Governor Chris Christie and Mary Pat for your efforts to try and help the struggling businesses of New Jersey. Senator Bucco is up for re-election this year. I'll do everything I can to support him as my representative. I strongly encourage you to do so as well. This is a perfect example of small business. Allison runs a bunch of little small businesses around New Jersey, and this is what government is about. It's supposed to be about reaching those people that need help and getting them the help that they need. And what Governor Christie and Mary Pat Christie have done with this fund, they've gotten a lot of people that have donated money, and they're, they're giving it out as grants. You fill out an application, and you know if you're, if you're deemed worthy of it, they give you money for free. It's a grant. You don't have to pay it back. And you know what? $3,000 may not sound like a lot of money to some people. They may say it's just a drop in the bucket, but that $3,000 could be a lifeline to help save a small business. And small business is the backbone of America. It's what we need to have to succeed. Yeah, I get it. You want to order something on Amazon and get it quick. I totally understand. But when you can support a small business, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a brewery, whether it's a local furniture store, a local appliance store, when you're supporting those small businesses, you're paying not only somebody's rent, you're paying somebody's salary, you're, paying their, you're helping to pay their mortgage, maybe to put their kid in, into a, a special program or school. That's what you're doing, and that's what's important. Allison, I'm so glad that you shared that story uh, on Facebook publicly. That's awesome, and that's why you know government is not always a bad thing. Sometimes government is a good thing that can help. If done the right way. And yeah, there are plenty of people that abuse it. But when it's done correctly, when it's done the right way, and there are plenty of people in the state of New Jersey who are trying to help people, not only Senator Bucco, Senator Vin Gopal down in Monmouth County, uh, uh, Assemblyman John Bramnick, uh, Assemblyman Robert Auth, there are a lot of people that are helping other people. And that's a good thing. And that's what we need more of. When we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, people forget, maybe not everybody, but there are people that do forget what a signature talent Prince was, right? I mean, this was a guy, not only, people forget, you know, prolific songwriter, um, you know, amazing musician, actor, did all these different things, um, but people forget how good of a musician this guy really was, and it's a shame that we lost him at such a young age. Um, but this guy not only could play, I mean, he could play the piano, he could play any instrument that was put in front of him. And his guitar work was so underrated. You know, it was always about the gyrations he made on stage and the, the songs that he sang. But when you really broke it down, I never saw Prince live, but if you really listen to a lot of the stuff that he did, and a lot of the stuff that he did, that he wrote and performed were very sexually suggestive. But 
When you look at the the guitar work in a lot of these different songs, he is as underrated as it gets. Um, he absolutely is up there in the um, the hierarchy of you know the Eddie Van Halens and the Jimi Hendrixes uh, of the world. People forget how good of a talent uh, that Prince really uh, really was, and uh, definitely somebody missed. I wish I'd got got to see him live and never got the opportunity to do it. But anyway, let's. Um, uh, let's dive into uh, Suds and Duds, which, of course, is our final segment that we do on the program uh, every week of uh, the various beers uh, that I have uh, had over the last week or so. In this case, it's Labor Day weekend, so it was a longer weekend for me to sample a few things. want to start off at uh, you know, our favorite place that uh, my wife and I go to, Paragon Tap and Table, Solitude of Space by Icarus. I had been meaning to get cans of this, couldn't get them, but... Uh, the folks at Paragon had it on tap. I'm glad that they did. Boy, is this a great double IPA, super smooth. It was delicious. Uh, probably could have had about three or four of them. And, uh, you know, just a, just a great beer, as usual. Icarus knocking it out of the park. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, their indoor uh, facilities are open. They're doing sort of a reservation system. You can't just show up. Uh, they do have a very small tap room. And we're extending their tap room into uh, their brewery area. So I don't know what Jason is doing in regards to that. I know he was setting up a system where um, you reserve a time, they give you an hour and a half slot, you go in, you have a couple of beers, and then you leave. And that's really, with some of these tap rooms, that's what you're going to uh, end up having to do because, unfortunately, um, a lot of these guys built tap rooms not for a, a, you know, a, a large amount of people. Now, some tap rooms can accommodate or have the outside space to accommodate large amounts of people. Uh, a lot of them, like the elementary, is a small area, and they had a small little uh, outdoor patio, which they've used, uh, but their inside is small as well. So, I mean, this is, you know, part of the problem uh, that these guys are having. And that's, you know, listen, it's something that we're going to have to work with here uh, during this pandemic. I had a can of Cowboy Konky Dong by Hoofhearted Brewing. Slamming Juicy Pineapple. This is a fantastic beer. Uh, the guys at Hoofhearted do a great job. Uh, with almost everything that I've had, I've not been disappointed in anything that these guys have put out. And I know that Paragon carries a steady stream of cans from these guys. So whenever a new can pops up, I always love to have it. Uh, and it's delicious. Bolero Snort hitting it, uh, hitting a home run again with this one, the Neo Samurai. Uh, a nice and tasty IPA. Uh, just uh, the right tropical flavors for this one. Enjoyed it a lot. Now, the next beer that I had is actually from a brewery that does a lot of great things with stouts. Uh, but they also make very good IPAs. And I happened to stop into a liquor store over in uh, Westfield, New Jersey. It's called Nosvino, and it's right on uh, Central Avenue, uh, or whatever. The, I, I don't know if it's Central Avenue. I know I go up Central Avenue to get to Westfield, and I don't, know, I, I don't always know street names around by me. It's usually food places where I know how to make a left or go straight or make a right or whatever the case may be. But anyway, uh, I had uh, stopped over there as I was walking back to my car, and I said, let me see what kind of beer they got. Uh, because I hadn't been in there in a while, and their craft beer selection was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. But they've really expanded on their craft beer selection. Uh, good local stuff. They had some Icarus there, which was great. But they also had Timber Ales. And th- the guy who brews these beers, now I'm, if I'm, I, I guess I should have him on to kind of talk about how he does it. I believe he brews the beer in New York, but it's a Connecticut brewery that actually cans it for him, and then they sell it. It's a weird kind of relationship, and I, I should find out. Obviously, he's a gypsy brewer, but I really should find out the process of, of how he does this. But anyway, uh, one of the beers that they had there was called People Power. It's an IPA. And I said, let me try this. 
because I've heard good things about their IPAs and wasn't sure if it was going to you know, hit the spot. Boy, let me tell you something. Juicy. There's a nice little bite at the end of this, which is perfect because I like a little bit of a bitter IPA. I li- Listen, I like the hazy stuff. I like the juicy stuff. But it's nice when you're having that juice and there's that little sharp bite at the end just to let just to remind you that this is not, you know, this is an IPA. It's supposed to have a little bit of bitterness to it. Uh, what a great beer by Tim Morales, uh, the People Power, doing a fantastic job. Uh, definitely have to get the guy on for, uh, for the program in the next couple of weeks. We'd love to chat with him about his various beers. As we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So the general manager from Paragon, Ernie, who um, we've actually, I think we have had Ernie on the show uh, before. Not not really sure. And actually, this past weekend is their six-year anniversary that they've been open. I can't believe Paragon's been open for six years now. Located right in Clark, New Jersey, 135 off the Garden State Parkway. Anyway, I had given Ernie uh, some beers in trade, uh, picked up an order for him that you know I was on the way down to, and um, he asked me to get his beers. And so he gave me a can of... Of other halves, Space Diamonds, the double dry hop version. Boy, let me tell you something. Straight, juicy, hazy goodness on this. I love other half stuff. I'm not the type of guy who'll go to other half the night before, sit out on the line and, you know, and wait for beer. I don't, I don't do that stuff. Hey, if I come across it, great. I'm not going to go, um, you know, searching or standing on lines for hours, you know, waiting for a beer. It's just not going to happen. But, boy, that's a great beer uh, from other half. Excellent work. Uh, my neighbor had brought me some stuff from Ship Bottom. Got a chance to uh, finally try the Swell Dorado. Uh, a decent double dry hopped IPA. Not bad. Uh, not great, but not bad. A little bit more of a maltiness to it, um, which I was a little bit surprised uh, to get in that beer. So not a bad beer. The guys from Ship Bottom are doing a great job, and uh, kudos to them. Uh, Source Brewing's beer last week was called uh, Iron Musk. It was an, uh, an homage to Elon Musk. And Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark and inventing and all that other stuff. Uh, smooth, juicy, delicious, great stuff. They'd only released one beer, um, which is, uh, you know, a little bit of a surprise, but not really. Listen, they're they're trying to get their beers in the tap so that they can serve people outdoors and start bringing people back to their facility. Totally get that. Um, and, of course, Source Beers uh, come out every Friday on BeerBroadcast.com. And a number of other breweries are also using BeerBroadcast.com. You want to check them out. They do a great job, and it's a very one-click, boom, 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 and you get your beer. But with Source, you got to be on there Friday mornings at 9 o'clock right on the button. If you're not, three minutes later, the beer is usually gone. Uh, picked up at this Nos Vino that I was at, the uh, Double Dry Hopped Yacht Juice Citra by Icarus. Nice hit from the citrus, good acidity. Uh, really enjoyed it. That was a, a, an excellent, tasty beer uh, that I'm glad I picked up a couple of cans of that. The good friends from Stone sent me their triple IPA, Stone Ruined Again, which is uh, a re-release of their uh, triple IPA from a number of years ago. This is a fantastic triple IPA in the West Coast style. It's dank. It's bitter. It's delicious. And the great thing is, is that, you know, you, you drink so much of this New England IPA, East Coast IPA, the, the hazy, the juicy, and you get used to that on your tongue, Right. So every once in a while, it's good to mix it up a little bit and have something else so that you can enjoy it uh, you know, a little bit more. And that's exactly what the Stone Beer does. The Stone Ruined Again, Triple IPA, fantastic beer. Uh, as I mentioned uh, previously during the show here tonight, uh, I had a chance to stop over at Untied Brewing on uh, Labor Day. I had a great chat with uh, Matt Green, the owner, 
and uh, had a couple of the beers there. First up was on draft. I ended up picking up cans of this as well. The Knucklehead Hall of Fame, of course, an homage to uh, Governor Murphy and how he was calling people who were doing stupid things during the pandemic knuckleheads. Uh, a well-balanced double IPA with a slight bite to it. It was delicious. I enjoyed that a lot. And then Matt gave me a taste of another beer that is basically using the same ingredients in um, the Knucklehead Hall of Fame, but um, they eliminated the, uh, the the kind of bite to it. And uh, that one's called a hop that needs no introduction. That's the Citra uh, by Untied. Delicious, smooth, juicy, well-balanced. Really liked it a lot. Um, didn't have that bite at the end of it. They basically just took that bittering hop out and smoothed it out with uh, with the Citra. This was a great beer. Untied's got a nice little outdoor uh, setup uh, you can bring. They've extended it, and the extension part doesn't have places for shade. So if you want to bring your own shade, you should do that. Uh, but, uh, you know, Matt and uh, Matt's doing a great job over at Untied. Uh, and with what they're doing over there, um, their their beers and their little facility right over in New Providence, New Jersey, definitely go check them out. They have a beer for everyone. Uh, you will not be disappointed. It's not just IPAs. There's lagers. There's Marzins. There's uh, Pilsners. They've got it all uh, for you. And then finally had the People Pleaser, which I've had before, uh, a great red ale uh, lager. Just a delicious beer and uh, really does a nice job with it. Brought a, a four-pack over from my neighbor um, who does not drink IPAs and the like, so wanted to give him something that he would enjoy as we were over there for a barbecue on Labor Day, and he enjoyed it very much. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everybody who is involved in this show, uh, and of course, uh, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson, who at some point needs to come down to uh, the area here so we can trade some beers off, because uh, I miss that guy, and it's been months since I've seen him, and we need to uh, we need to trade some adult beverages. Uh, back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. <laughs>